2: This is Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria. This is my house. This is my heaven. This is my land. This is my living. This is my wife. These are my children. This is my blood. Well, these are my boots. This is my tractor and these are my hands This is my hammer, this is my sweat This is what matters, this is my blood It's my life that you're looking at When you're passing by It might not look like much to you But in these eyes of mine my church. This is my Jesus. This is my strength. This is my weakness. This is my flag. This is my freedom. This is my blood. It might not look like much to you, but in these eyes of mine, this is my church, this is my Jesus, this is my strength, this is my weakness, this is my flag, this is my freedom, this is my blood, this is my house, this is my heaven, this is my life. This is my living, this is my wife, these are my children, this is my love. This is my life, this is what matters, this is my love.
3: August 12th, 2019, Early says, I desire to teach and educate you. This is 2020. Mary, what are you saying? Don't you know college colleges out of the place? Universities? Great halls of education? Man is enlightened. He knows many things. What is the conflict we have here? That we're not being learned? We're not being taught? Mary, why do you say, I desire to teach and educate you? Man has never been so educated. Are you saying something to us, Mary? Or maybe you're saying we are educated the wrong way? That we've not been taught the right way? Are you coming to show us something else? That we've been lied to? Look at all the professions. All the professionals. Don't you know that we're smart? I desire to teach and educate you. That's an insult to the educated, enlightened man today and the world. Or is it because the learned... And the intellectuals and the professionals are an insult to God. Have we lost our way? Fulton Sheen said, No soul ever fell away from God without giving up prayer. Uh-oh. Is that saying that we get educated, we replace prayer, and we fallen away from God? Sheen continues, prayer is that which establishes contact with divine power and opens the invisible resources of heaven. Oh, Mary, we thought we had everything from our university degrees and all our education and what we've been taught, that we have all our resources. And you're speaking what Sheen is saying? Invisible resources of heaven are open through divine power, through prayer? Is that what you want to teach us? Sheen continues, however dark the way, when we pray, temptations can never master us. Oh man, are you shaking? Is our lady here telling us that we've been educated and walked down the wrong way and we've been mastered? However dark the way, when we pray, temptations can never master us. Sheen continues, the first step downward is the average soul is the giving up of the practice of prayer, the breaking of the circuit with divinity, and the proclamation of one's own self-sufficiency. This is chilling. We've been led astray. And the ladies come to teach us and educate us to show us that way. That we thought we were walking toward self-sufficiency. When you live in a grand-based life, you will never attain self-sufficiency. But you will have all your needs met. You might say, how can that be? Because... Living a grand life requires God's grace and blessings, thereby giving self-sufficiency. Prayer brings contact with God. Contact with God brings blessings to your work. Blessed work brings fruit. Fruit brings self-sufficiency by way of God. That's how it works. So we quit praying. We're away from the soil, away from God. Our beloved Pope Benedict the XVI, still alive, recognized what Our Lady is saying and where the world's going. He said, quote, Many professionals are returning to dedicate themselves to the agricultural enterprise. Wow, in this modern time, So professionals are returning back to the soil. Benedict continues, feeling that they are responding not only to a personal and family need, but also to a sign of the times. How many times have I said, look at the signs of the times? Jesus didn't say, look at the signs of the times. He talked about the signs of times. When you see those things and the storms coming, you know the sign is there. Our Lady has been telling us, look at the signs of times. We are in that moment. Benedict said, but also to a sign of the time, referencing people going back to the land, to a concrete sensibility for the common good. I'm going to tell you that you cannot, as one family, go back to the land and make it. It has to come through community, working for each other for the common good. Benedict ended that quote saying, to a concrete sensibility for the common good. It only comes through community. Why? Because there's too many duties in the grand way life. And in other words, read the Corona Vision Small Hamlets you depend on each other a community. GK Chesterton dedicated the end of his career writing about recovering and a Grandway life. He supported a movement simply as three acres and a cow. That's how Medjugorje was in the beginning. A couple of acres, the cow, the hog, they had everything. Their needs were met. They were self-sufficient because God was part of it. The whole world is growing a culture with that prayer. And as Sheen said, the breaking of the circuit with divinity and the proclamation of one's own self-sufficiency. And now what do we have? Are we sufficient? Are we making it? Look at the system. Everybody's not home-loving. They're home-bound. The grand life gives you a home-loving environment. People like now are beginning to hate it to be home. They want to be out. All this is caused by the coronavirus. I'm saying that in case you're listening five years from now about this. And if you are, you're probably experiencing a radical different world than the moment that we're in. So if we go to the scriptures, which our has taught us and educated us to read daily, you can see the Psalms paint the happy man as a man who's blessed by family and the land. It's always the land and the family and the community. Pope Pius said, God gave man the earth for his cultivation as the most beautiful and honorable occupation in the natural order. You heard the song in the beginning of the broadcast, and it relayed that. Agrarian life is intimacy with nature. God speaks through nature. What did Our Lady teach us about that? Our Lady says, God speaks to you through nature Man in various other ways. When you read the Book of Romans one, verses nineteen twenty, you'll see it says God speaks through things He has made. But what we're learning from our Lady, that because we have made so many things as not of God, but as things of man, it's harder to hear God. So He can't speak to us. And Bishop Sheen's statement shows that what happens to us, thinking we're walking towards self-sufficiency, is a lie. When we are close to the nature, if we're in harmony with the natural world, we'll see that it expresses who God is. Pope Benedict also said the farm is where almost all life, work, pleasure, prayer, meals, take place in that very setting. What is all that's being said, and what is the purpose of this? The coronavirus is causing enormous amounts of reflection. There's only one conclusion that you can arrive at if you're praying, that you have to get back to the land. Three acres and a cow. Yes, there'll be chickens there. Chesterton didn't say to chickens and everything else. He doesn't have to. The simple statement says everything, just like the song did. Writing the book in 2007, Look What Happened While You are Sleeping, it begins with a statement from Henry Grady. And he writes of something true that happened to him going across this great nation. And it says everything. Listen carefully because there's a lot of lessons in this of really what we should be.
4: No nation is great because it has grand buildings and cathedrals or great cities or mighty armies and navies. These are beautiful and impressive and often necessary. But a nation with all these still may not be a great nation. A nation can be great only when the hearts of its people are good and noble and home-loving and fair and just to others. The home is the basis of a nation. A man who loves his home, no matter how humble it is, will fight to protect it and his loved ones. The reason why the English-speaking people who came to America succeeded, and why the other colonizing nations failed, was because the Englishman, when he came to America in early colonial times, brought with him his wife and children. For them, he built a cabin home, and cultivated and learned to love a patch of ground. The French and Spaniards did not do this, and so they failed. And that is why we speak the English language in America, because the English-speaking colonists made homes here. The homes of the people, and not its grand cities and buildings and its armies and navies, are the safety of a nation. If the homes be right, the nation will be right. And if the homes be right... The great cities and the cathedrals and the armies and the navies will be right. For with the homes right, the armies and the navies will never wrong other nations. They will protect not only the homes of their owners, but also homes in other lands. The little beloved home is the real basis of every nation that is great and good. I went to Washington the other day, and I stood on the Capitol Hill. My heart beat quick as I looked at the towering marble of my country's capital, and a mist gathered in my eyes as I thought of its tremendous significance—the armies and the treasury, the judges and the president, the Congress and the courts, and all that was gathered there. And I felt that the sun, in all its course, could not look down on a better sight than that majestic home of a republic which had taught the world its best lessons of liberty and I felt that if honor and wisdom and justice abided therein, the world would at last owe that great house in which the Ark of the Covenant of our country is lodged, its final uplifting and its regeneration. But a few days later, I visited a quiet country home. It was just a simple, modest house, sheltered by big trees and encircled by meadow and field, rich with the promise of harvest. The fragrance of the pink and of the hollyhock in the front yard was mingled with the aroma of the orchard and of the garden, and resonant with the cluck of poultry and the hum of bees. Inside the home were thrift, comfort, and that cleanliness which is next to godliness. There was the old clock that had held its steadfast pace amid the frolic of weddings that had welcomed in steady measure every newcomer to the family, that had kept company with the watches at the bedside and that had ticked the solemn requiem of the dead. There were the big restful beds and the open fireplace and the old family Bible, thumbed with the fingers of hands long since still and blurred with the tears of eyes long since closed, holding the simple annals of the family and the heart and the conscience of the home. Outside the house stood the master, a simple upright man, with no mortgage on his roof and no lien on his growing crops, master of his lands and master of himself. Nearby stood his aged father, happy in the heart and home of his son. And as they started to the house, the old man's hand rested on the young man's shoulder, laying there the unspeakable blessing of the honored and grateful father and ennobling it with the knighthood of the fourth commandment. And as they reached the door, The old mother came with the sunset falling fair on her face and lighting up her deep, patient eyes, while her lips, trembling with the rich music of her heart, bade her husband and her son welcome to their home. Beyond was the good wife, happy amid her household cares, clean of heart and conscience, the buckler and the helpmate of her husband. Down the lane came the children, trooping home after the cows, seeking, as truant birds do, THE QUIET OF THEIR HOME NEST. AND I SAW THE NIGHT DESCEND ON THAT HOME, FALLING GENTLY AS FROM THE WINGS OF THE UNSEEN DOVE. AND THE OLD MAN, WHILE A STARTLED BIRD CALLED FROM THE FOREST AND THE TREES THRILLED WITH THE CRICKET'S CRY AND THE STARS WERE SWARMING IN THE BENDING SKY, CALLED THE FAMILY AROUND AND TOOK THE BIBLE FROM THE TABLE AND READ THE OLD, OLD STORY OF LOVE AND FAITH. He then called them to their knees in prayer, and the little baby hid in the folds of its mother's dress while he closed the record of that simple day by calling down God's blessing on their simple home. And while I gazed, the vision of the great marble capital faded from my brain, forgotten were its treasure and its splendor. And I said, Oh, surely here in the homes of the people are lodged at last the strength, and the responsibility of this government, the hope and the promise of this republic. Henry Woodfin
1: Grady.
3: I can say when our lady called me to do what I did, when I began to think in the future and what she was requiring of me, wasn't a pretty picture. I realized I had to follow Our Lady blindly. And there were many periods through time that I went through that didn't look good. It looked disastrous. And everybody has been educated and taught by Our Lady will see these things. And if you're not praying, you'll be breaking the circuit with the divinity. You have to trust, follow Our Lady, let Her teach you, Let her educate you, no matter how bleak things look. And I became comfortable with that, not knowing that I had a future, but somehow always through destruction came construction. And we've gone through the community this way many times. But if we trust in God, we trust in Our Lady, we follow Her way, we know it will be a good way to be. So Fulton Sheen's quote was named, Lessons on Faith and Trust. And that's the things you need. That's the things you cling to. Faith and trust in a Lady and what she's showing. It will lead to a better way because she's love and she's never wrong. Wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye.
0: The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This
4: ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.